Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 175 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. The last couple of weeks, when I say the episode number, you look at me like you think I'm completely insane. Well, I just can't believe. Uh, I, I can't believe how old I am and how many Fed Heads episodes we've done. It's a ton. Yeah. It's a ton of Both them. are a ton. No, well, and that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's not what I meant at all. But one of the things that I think is funny about this episode is, although we've done a 174 episodes, obviously, before we've done this one, we've done one episode with these two folks very recently. That's right. They're they're back again like a bad penny. No, that's a terrible thing to say about Nick Hart of the Data Foundation, Tracy Jones of Grant Thornton. I just want to make sure that I clarify to both of you that was Robert that said the bad made the bad penny comment. I am completely disassociating myself from that comment. Welcome to both of you, uh, Nick, who I think is a terrific penny. I don't think you're a bad penny at all. The results are in of your chief data officer survey. What did you learn from the chief data officer survey and what is changing in your view from where chief data officers have been to where they're going? Welcome. Well, uh, Francis, Robert, great to be back. Uh, It has not been that long, but always a pleasure to be on the show. Uh, Our CDO survey is a a product of the Data Foundation in partnership with Grant Thornton. And uh, this is the second year that we've surveyed federal chief data officers as they are maturing. And now that the position is required by federal law, it was part of the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act uh, signed back in 2019, uh, it's safe to say we are continuing to learn a lot about what's happening across the entire enterprise and government. And chief data officers are also learning a lot as they are, in some cases, uh, making great headway and and progress in implementing the charges of that law, uh, but also identifying strategies for being relevant and extracting value from the data of of government agencies. So top line, I think we've definitely seen that the CDOs are uh, really coming into uh, a place where the, the real value and the intent of having the position is, is starting to be on display, uh, whether that's uh, giving cabinet secretaries or other senior leaders increased capabilities for data analytics or even dashboards, visualizations, or getting into the weeds with some of the really technical things that uh, maybe don't get as much public attention around how you organize information. So for example, uh, agencies now have what are called data governance boards. And those are chaired by the chief data officers of agencies. And it's a concept that sounds maybe a little boring. It's a board to talk about how you're governing data, but it's so essential to have things organized in a way that people can actually access information, minimize duplication, or even identify areas where they should be better sharing data so they can generate insights. So those are are some of the things that we've learned in, in the survey. And I'll invite Tracy to join in here too, because I think there's a lot of really cool insights in this year's survey. Tracy. Yeah, thank you for having me back as well. Um, I was really heartened by this survey. It was exciting to see. So I was I got to, I got the opportunities to support the development of the federal data strategy in the 2020 action plan and to get all this feedback from CDOs that they are moving forward 
very proactively with these six agency actions um, and that they've made so much progress, I think is really, um, is really positive. And that they're looking at the, they're really looking to share more information, looking to learn from each other um, and taking it to the next level. Since we last talked, OMB released a really interesting memo. I know that seems oxymoronic. Is that possible? I don't, it, it was exciting to me and that it really laid out the motivation behind the spirit of the evidence agenda. One of the things that invited agencies to do was to request of OMB what investments they need to build learning cultures at their organizations. Presumably, that also means what do chief data officers need to build the data infrastructure to support a learning culture. What investments do you think CDOs need, do you think they'll be requesting uh, to build the infrastructure to support this transformation? Well, Robert, I know you and I share a, a belief that all OMB memos are interesting. Uh, but the, the memo that you're referring to was, you know, end of June, and I, I think was a really powerful statement from the White House and OMB in particular about how to connect a lot of the dots that agencies have been struggling with for quite a while. Uh, having the chief data officers, the evaluation community, the performance community, and, and yet other parts of the enterprise actually working together in collaboration is, is really important. It's also one of the things the Evidence Act aspired to encourage agencies to do. So in, in this moment, we know agencies are assessing what resources they actually have to implement the provisions of the Evidence Act. It's one of the requirements of the law. And they're in the process of submitting those assessments to OMB. What we can tell you from the survey is that uh, in some cases, the chief data officers are performing miracles on shoestring budgets. Uh, there are some of these offices that actually report that they have one person, the CDO, doing the work that is tasked under the law and uh, the expectations that are in the federal data strategy. So we can safely say that while there are uh, a number of CDOs that are well-resourced and have figured out how to identify staff capacity and funding, there are great great needs across the entire federal government to support these, these offices and uh, individuals going forward. And in fact, that's one of the recommendations that comes out of, our, out of our survey, which is the CDOs need not just direct resources in many cases, but funding flexibilities to think about how they're implementing these data improvements and enhancements that often take years. Tracy, what do you know from this survey about what uh, CDOs are doing to try to get around some of the problems that Nick just talked about and accomplish the things that they need to accomplish or the, that, that they're expected to accomplish under law? So in a survey, they definitely called out their need for additional funding when it comes to, you know, training and, and the learning culture. I think one ways they're trying to get around it now is by, you know, establishing more collaborations and having a lot more um, discussions internally with other CDOs and learning from them and then passing on their, those lessons to um, within their organization. And then I would say specifically like what I'm seeing on the ground in organizations is, you know, they may not have a lot of resources to, to send out training, but they're, they have a huge amount of collaborations where they're bringing people in for, um, lunch hour calls and like learning learning sessions that are really affordable but bridging gaps between different components and offices and helping to establish common language around 
uh, different data challenges that they see. That's one of the things that we're seeing from both the survey and the and on the ground. Tracy, Robert used a term a minute ago that I want to ask you about, and that is uh, the term the, uh, creating a learning environment. I'm seeing that a lot more when it comes to what CDOs are doing. It's in the Department of Veterans Affairs, new data strategy, and, and I've seen it other places. How is that influencing the way that CDOs are thinking about what they create inside a federal agency? So I think they're doing a few things, and I've had some conversations recently. Um, I've been working with ACT-IACT, and they're doing a lot of uh, use case repositories where people can read use cases of, of data instances and learn from those. And I'm also hearing those types of conversations take place within agencies as well of how can we learn from each other um, and create sort of repositories of lessons learned. So I think that's one way. Um, but then I also think that in creating a learning culture, a lot of it is about the change management aspect of making people be open to being willing to learn, being able to communicate, being able to say when they don't understand something to ask for help and not feel like they're being um, judged for that. I think that's a really important part of building a learning culture. And so where I've seen CDOs that have had success, it's where they have try to open up those lines of communication and create environments where there's more communication, less judgment. Um, because I think as, as humans, we all learn from our own very tactile experience. We all, you know, go out and learn from our own mistakes, but a huge part of our human experience is to learn from others. Um, and, and, and sometimes that learning is like the very data specific things, but sometimes it's also just learning how do we solution around this issue? How do we talk about this particular um, data set or attributes and, and make sure that we understand each other when we're talking across components and systems, so. Yeah, I was just gonna add, this is part of the power of having the CDOs coordinating with each other across agencies too. They really are learning from each other as the function is relatively new. So there's a CDO council where the large agencies, the small agencies are all sharing best practices, ideas. And I think we've learned a lot watching that council be implemented over the last couple of years uh, under the leadership of Ted Kalk, who's at the Department of Agriculture, Dan Morgan, who's at the Department of Transportation. Uh, they're, they're really sharing the best ideas to make the system work. One subject we haven't covered is privacy. Um, and I know that's an important issue for the chief data officers, uh, but it'll also, in answering what their perspectives are here with so much fraud going on, identity management being so important. There's a, a, a legislative proposal working its way through Congress to create a national secure data service at the National Science Foundation. Give me your what you heard from CDOs on privacy and what that new law could mean for privacy protections as it pertains to some of our most sensitive data sets. Well, important to say here that privacy really has to be at the center of how we think about a lot of data use in modern society. And it's not just about protecting uh, risks of re-identification when we publish things. It's also the cybersecurity protocols. And obviously there's a lot happening in government at this moment around cyber. Uh, CDOs are, are intimately plugged in to this entire environment, working with agency privacy officials. And I, I think the reality is that to the spirit of the point on learning, we're also still learning in real time how to improve this whole ecosystem around privacy while extracting value from data. 
The National Secure Data Service Act that you've alluded to that passed the House earlier this year, I think is one way that you can expand uses and access of data for a particular purpose, generating statistics. Uh, but it's not going to be a panacea. And I think this is an important point that we'll be talking about for years to come. We'll have to keep deploying new technologies and new approaches. And CDOs will be instrumental in doing just that. Tracy, we're almost out of time. I want to give you the last word. What should people know about this survey or do with it that maybe we haven't covered yet or that might not be obvious when people go through it and look at the results? You know, I just think there's so many great takeaways from this survey um, and recommendations that come at the end that people should really take seriously. Some of those are as simple as CDOs wanting the CDO council to continue, the governance council to continue because they get so much worth out of it. Some of it is around the funding aspects. There's also just little nuances throughout the survey that people can pay attention to. So for instance, right now, CDOs are highly engaged with so many of their peers. They're, they're touching base on a daily and weekly basis with their business partners. Um, they're talking to CFOs and CIOs. They're also talking to the evaluation officers, but not as much. And so that's something that we can look into. Um, that The rate of communication with the evaluation officers and performance officers was like 35-ish percent, which was significantly less than other business partners. Um, and that's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing at all, but that's just like an area that we can look at as we continue to move forward of would increasing communications with those, with those um, different partners like bring more value? And what does that look like? And what do they need to do that? Tracy Jones, Nick Hart, thanks very much for coming on. Congratulations on getting your survey out the door and appreciate learning more about it. Thanks for Thank being you. here, guys. Thank you, Data Foundation, for doing it. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.